0: Good evening, Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts, and welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. I challenge you to a code. Cheers. Or better yet, a coding challenge. So, if you're tracking trends in acquisition in the federal government, you're probably starting to hear some buzz around code challenges, and I wanna talk to you a little bit about that. Why Why is anybody doing it? What's the value of it, and what are some of the pros and cons? so a code challenge for those of you who are unaware is a phase in the source selection process uh, where you actually invite industry to solve a coding challenge basically to demonstrate their wares that gives an indication on how they go about doing software development more so than how they would solve the exact problem Uh, generally you don't do a code challenge that is a portion of the solution you're buying Um, you can, but uh, most often it, it's a it's a another form of, of a problem that relates in some way. It can demonstrate, most importantly, how does this at vendor do software development? What does their factory look like? Because if you've watched my other videos, you know what we're really buying is the software development factory. Um, I think code challenges are a great way to kind of test the metal of the of the vendor. I've never been a big fan of reading you know fifty or a hundred pages of the best copy a, a company can put together with graphs and pictures because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. But actually seeing when they have hands on keyboards uh, and demonstrate what they can produce in a short amount of time with limited information because let's be honest that's what reality is. It's gonna be a lot of unknowns, it's gonna be a lot of urgent deadlines. What can you produce? Uh, So what are some do's and don'ts of code challenges? Uh, Well, first of all, I'm not a big fan or advocate of doing code challenges as step one in a source selection process. I'd recommend down selecting because it is a heavy lift on a company, especially small businesses. Uh, They may be only a few strong developers in that company and, and taking them off their day-to-day work to Focus on uh, responding to a, a coding challenge could sort of be could be detrimental if they don't end up winning. So, uh, having some sort of initial screening process, such as like a white paper review, uh, high level pricing, to down select to those companies that you're seriously interested in and in looking deeper, uh, is a good first step. The next step is uh, you know set up that code challenge. You you tell them what the problem they're trying to solve. You give them a bigger this is a do for sure. Give them a bigger problem. Than they could reasonably solve in the amount of time frame or amount of time that you're giving them. And, and that is a don't, don't give them a lot of time. Definitely want to keep this to like a week tops because it is a big lift on their part. And also you're not trying to have them actually solve a problem that anybody's gonna benefit from. You're trying to get a look at the process. And so condensing them to this very fixed time box, one week period means that they have to use their process to figure out what's the most important thing they could deliver first and that's agile man that's what we're trying to do so um, so definitely want to time box it give them a problem that's too big for them to solve that way you can see what part of it they choose to solve and then take a look at it Uh, here's another don't for you don't do a code challenge if you don't have people that can review a code challenge Uh, so this is really important i mean just in general uh, one of the strongest lessons i've learned is that Having really badass tech folks on your evaluation team, at least as advisors, is absolutely essential. Uh, You can talk all day about the right evaluation criteria or code challenge or not code challenging, um, but the reality is if you don't have the right people looking at it, uh, then it doesn't necessarily matter. And and there's sort of a grade or a scale of the the types of things to ask from industry based on the types of people that are reviewing it. I mean, to be frank, like sometimes agencies just don't have that depth of technical um, capability to evaluate a code challenge, that's okay. I mean, that like you're hiring a contractor, you're acknowledging the fact you can't solve the problem. Um, there are options. There's not doing code challenges. There are other options like in-person interviews, um, get kind of getting in depth with the vendor about how they go about solving the problems, how they would work with you, not having the experience, and that is all super valuable uh, process to help select to uh, help you select a, a great vendor. Um, <clears throat> And there's also bringing in outside help, so you can actually hire a subject matter expert contractor to be an advisor to your technical evaluation team. Uh, of course, you've got to manage all the OCI under 9.5 to make sure they are not biased in the opinions they're giving you, but it's a great way to get into, uh, intelligence into the evaluation process that you might not otherwise have. Uh, so uh, yeah, so you want to make sure you have the right people. Assuming you have the right people, either organically or you've gone through a, a um, another avenue to bring in a vendor that can give you that uh, value add as part of your uh, selection process, then by all means, you know, do the code challenge, give them that short period of time, take a look at what you get back, and then here's a major do have interviews with the vendors afterwards. So instead of just having them drop their code challenge solution into your GitHub repo and you know just looking at it on face value, actually bring them in, have them present it to you, and ask them tough questions about why they made the decisions they did. Uh, because, one may have chosen to like totally work the you know 24/7 to get you the best possible solution another one might have said hey you know we knew this was a time crunch thing we prioritized a b and c but not anything else and so that's why this is a very lightweight solution but our decision was made in the following way and that actually reveals a lot about that company because uh, a company that pours twenty four seven into the proposal process doesn't mean that's what you're going to get in the delivery phase or the execution of the contract. So you got to be smart about that. Uh, you don't want them to, uh, even if they're willing, right? Like you, they're going to burn out, and they're eventually not going to to be able to sustain that over time. So you want to have a smart solution, not just the biggest or, or most involved solution. Um, so so what happens? So you do bring them in, you have them present their response, you ask them questions, you get you get. Uh, a better sense of where they're coming from, and then from there you make a decision uh, about which vendor you want to go to. So um, that's that's it, man. That's the code challenge. Um, they're they're actually easier than you think. They, it sounds a little bit daunting. Uh, I will tell you, in my interactions with industry. Uh, Acquisitions that involved code challenges, I hear amazing feedback from industry that didn't win, right? So they're, they're like, I, I, you know, if, if a company loses a contract that was a standard acquisition process, they tend to be a little bitter. They spent their bid and proposal dollars, they, you know, probably didn't get a great feedback uh, or detailed response as to why they didn't win and they didn't learn anything. They just poured what they already know on paper. But in a coding challenge, even when they don't win, they actually kind of get to test their mettle. They get to sort of see how they would do in that situation. And so the feedback I've gotten when talking to companies that lost code challenges has overwhelmingly been, it was a great experience. And we'd rather write a five page, you know, white paper uh, that is, you know, a couple days worth of work tops and spend a week showing you what we can do as opposed to, you know, spending months writing lots of documents that uh, are really going to be subjectively reviewed and oftentimes, you know, misunderstood. So uh, that's coding challenges. I know it was a long video. I apologize. I poured a tall drink. I should have warned you ahead of time to do so. you know but I'm rocking my new corporate swag and I figured you know let's let's get deep into this code challenge because I've seen a lot of comments on LinkedIn and, and other places that uh, people are interested in it. and you should be go out and do it give it a shot uh, like anything else when it's agile iterate on it you know give it a shot do something that's not the flagship program for your agency uh, try a code challenge on something that may not work uh, and, and you have to go back to the drawing board and it's okay that fail fast fail often Uh, rinse and repeat right so uh, you know just give it a shot if you have questions on how to do it by all means shoot me an email uh, agileac at gmail.com happy to help you take these next steps into this world Uh, and if you're a company who's interested in responding to a coding challenge also happy to talk to you about that so um, so yeah long video if you if you stuck it out you know I appreciate it do a little early cheers on that one for you um, and as always give me thumbs up give me comments if this was confusing and you want to know more about it let me know uh, if you liked it you know subscribe as always if you keep watching these videos i'll keep making them until next week cheers